0: I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor and Gay Desert Guides, Brad Burr.
1: This is the 103rd edition of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. John Taylor coming to you from the, what did uh, Julia call it? The air fryer of Palm Springs. (laughs) Wasn't that great. (laughs) And somebody we know and love is in a very cool spot. I hope you're making your uh, pilgrimage home to Michigan and you're uh, at your folks. What's the temperature?
2: Oh, it was uh, in the 60s this morning. I think the high yesterday was like 75. Um, Thunderstorms, rain. I just love it. Like there's I know you had some rain in Palm Springs this week. Uh, yeah. But we had we, we we will have more by the end of the week. We're supposed to have like five inches of rain total.
1: We actually had a couple of good downpours, so I'm not going to have to wash my car because uh, the dust got washed <laughs> off. But I spent the entire <laughs> afternoon at my desk and running to the window looking for the rainbow. Uh Because we always have a rainbow, and I was like, maybe it's behind my building. I don't know. I didn't see the rainbow, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to have to go on Facebook to see it like everyone else, but I didn't see any rainbows, so you would think in Pride Month we would get a rainbow out of a a rain.
2: I know, but you know, the rainbow needs sunshine, so if you had a lot of clouds and no sunshine, there ain't no rainbow happening.
1: We had a little bit of that, like, Ten Commandments kind of
2: (laughs) special effects
1: sun I had that
2: this morning. I I had a beautiful sunrise this morning over this lake where my cousin had rented a, a little cabin or actually a cottage for our family reunion. And I've got a, be- I got a great photo, I'm gonna share it on Facebook, of the sun rising and those beams out of it. It was just idyllic. And last night before I went to bed, it was a full moon. And I did a little uh, uh, Facebook story with the dinging of the, the clanging of the, the, the dock in the water. Uh, overlooking the lake. It was it was quite nice. So yeah, yeah well, well deserved break from the heat.
1: Yes, well and, and also recharge your batteries. And so who brings us this edition of I Love Gay Pump Springs?
2: I am so glad you asked that question. Uh, it is our friends at Palm Springs Nissan. The all-electric 2021 Nissan LEAF is out. It's the official vehicle of Gay Desert Guide, and it's available at Palm Springs Nissan in the Cathedral City Auto Mall. And by our friend uh, Barry Dayton and his crew at Desert Oasis Healthcare, help them celebrate 40 years of DOHC service to the community by ranking the 10 nonprofit organizations you think are most deserving of a share of $40,000. 40 for 40. And you can vote now at mydohc.com
1: we got some great guests today. Deb Pollack of the LGBT Community Center of the Desert has some reopening updates, and that's kind of exciting.
2: She gave me a full tour of the uh, upgraded center along with uh, Raul uh, a couple weeks ago.
1: Nicholas Snow is our promo homo.tv guy, and he is going to bring us up to speed on the cool things he's got cooking and we will talk to the editor, publisher, founder of the Coachella Valley Independent, our old favorite, Jimmy Bogle, is going to be on the show today.
2: So what have I missed in Palm Springs? I've been gone for, I think I left on Sunday of last week. What did I miss?
1: What did you miss? Well, there's, of course, Marilyn got unveiled. And, of course, there were people with pitchforks and torches, angry villagers uh, who were outnumbered by the celebrants of the uh, unveiling of or or the dedication of uh, the Maryland return.
2: How do you like it now that you've seen it uh, uh, set there in front of the museum? What are your thoughts now?
1: I I think anybody who thinks it's uh, like... Uh, creepy and misogynistic and people are going to do upshots under the, the selfies under the, under the skirt are, are kind of pervy to think that way. I just think it's, it's pretty, you know, I, I loved Marilyn. I thought she was pretty. I'm a classic film fan. I think she would have been in on the joke.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are, you know, she, there are even famous quotes about, you know, how she, understood that the sex symbol she became was, was just that it was, you know, helping her toward a career and fame and fortune. And, uh, and the guys were just kind of like, you know, tongues hanging out like a, like an old droopy uh, cartoon.
1: I'll tell you what though, if anybody wants to see some great acting, watch watch her in Bus Stop, watch her in Gentlemen Gentleman Prefer Blondes. I mean, she wasn't just a dumb blonde, she was a, you know, trained actors studio actress. And she she put in the the hard work to to be a great actress.
2: No doubt. No doubt. Well, I don't know what else I missed in Palm Springs except the uh, the heat. And then now you've got a little rain and, uh, you know, the things are we're marching toward the 4th of July reopening. Um, you know, it, it's it's certainly when I was on the airplane, uh, everyone was masked up at the airport and the airplane. And then once I landed and got to see family, we had a, a family reunion on Tuesday night um, this week. No masks. You know, we were all hugging each other. We hadn't seen each other in a year and a half, two years or more, um, and the the pandemic felt uh, quite a, quite a ways back in the rearview mirror.
1: Well, it's in the rearview mirror, but sometimes objects are larger than they appear. Yes. So we're going to be vigilant about uh, you know as we get into the the cooler months, as we get into the fall. So. Um, but it's summertime here in Palm Springs and it is uh, definitely going to be back into the hundreds And uh, we had a we had a, a reminder of how dangerous the heat can be. A, a dear friend of Jill Langham's uh, had uh, uh, passed from um, heat stroke and uh, she, did a uh a, an interview with the news uh news channel 3 in town uh and she had asked the family's permission to talk about it because of you know we take take it for granted that uh that the heat's hot but it can also kill so hydrate hydrate hydrate
2: no doubt got my water bottle here even in you know even in uh, the the cooler climes, you have to stay hydrated
1: yeah sure
2: <laughs> <laughs> rub it in
1: today's high 75 mostly alcohol
2: mostly alcohol, <laughs> mostly alcohol.
1: <laughs> yeah i'm sure you're staying hydrated there brad what's in that bottle no this is the my
2: sanctuary palm springs water bottle
1: very nice very nice well shall water. we uh, check in with uh, deb pollock and see what's cooking at the center let's do
3: hi deb hi
2: Deb Pollock, the Director of Development at the LGBTQ Community Center of the Desert. She and her wife Maureen moved to Palm Springs a couple years ago from Denver, Colorado. You were at the center there in Denver as well, if I remember right. Is that correct?
3: Yes, I was. I was the CEO of the center in Denver.
2: Oh, we're yeah. better, right?
3: <laughs> 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 definitely better winters. Definitely uh definitely nice and warm here.
1: Now, I understand we're that sure. some people are getting tours of uh, of the new renovated and and recreated digs. Tell us about this
3: so if if people would like to come on a it 's a one on one tour for vaccinated folks um, right now today they are spraying stucco all over the building, so not today which is a really really messy part of construction right now so uh, it's really kind of based on availability due to construction schedule, but I am happy to to uh, bring people through one and one by one. But we are going to have a grand reopening of the center where we'll do tours, and that'll be October twenty fourth, Sunday morning, October twenty fourth.
1: I love your I love your smock, uh, your leopard well, print you. uh, smock. That's to keep the stucco off of you. Are you going to be under a drop cloth today or?
3: <laughs> where, uh, that's what I use my rain poncho for here in Palm Springs is to keep the stucco off of me.
1: <laughs> so what what will um, a sneak preview of what people will see be? What are the, What are the things that you're proudest of aside from the stucco?
3: So we have uh, redone the entire second floor of the building. Uh, As you know, this was previously an office building for small offices and uh, we have rejoined that entire floor. It is now going to be our expanded behavioral health clinic. So we now have 10 client patient rooms. And then we have a room we've never had before, which is a family therapy room.
2: Well, Deb, when you and Raul and I went through the, uh, the second floor the other day, I was so impressed by the, the family bereavement area, the, the the number of rooms that you have compared to the old days when it was like outside of Jill's office was one, one noise generator that was like trying to keep it so people couldn't hear it on the conversations. Um, and it's just so amazing to see how the center has come along in the last number of years. Now you've been here a couple of years now, correct?
3: Yeah, I started uh, September of 2019.
2: And you have a new CEO to look forward to. I, I hear that the, uh, the, the, the white smoke's almost coming out of the chimney.
3: <laughs> That's a great way to describe it. Yes, we're anxiously awaiting the white smoke. <laughs> <laughs> there were two finalists. Yes. And I think either one of them would be great. So we're, uh, I, I, yeah, we're just waiting. <laughs> Maybe the white stucco okay. is a sign.
2: Big shoes to fill from Mike Thompson's departure. Uh, The center has got a lot of new things coming up and then some old things that we just love. The center socials are coming back um, July. Is that correct?
3: Yes. We're very excited about that. So the center socials are the fourth Wednesday of every month and they commence in July at 530 uh, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook for location. Location is to be announced. And our handle is at the center CV as in Coachella Valley. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And we still have lots of virtual programming going on. Uh, we did start a new uh, drop-in grief group called Good Grief. So every, you can find everything on our website which is thecentercv.org. Uh, there's a schedule, lots of Zoom classes still going on. And of course, we're doing in-person food distribution on Thursday nights at the food bank on Bellardo, And that address is 610 South Bellardo Road. This distribution start at five o'clock every Thursday night. And that is in-person. So you come in your car and we'll load your car up. And we're not We're not back to uh, having people inside the food bank yet, but we're hopeful that that will... Deb, I was
1: going through my paper, my pile of paper. I'm not good with paper, but I found this. My red dress, dress red uh, (laughs) ticket from the last time it was scheduled. Do Do you think that that's gonna be happening? Oh yeah. Next year?
3: Oh yes. Yes, that is gonna be happening in March. At the palm springs air museum and this year's also our 20th anniversary so we are doing center stage this year nice and yeah that'll be on friday october 22nd at the palm springs air museum and there are tables available so if you would like a table please give me a call and okay. uh then the sunday after that is the grand reopening of the building at the center here at 11 a.m. So we'll be releasing more information on that as we get closer. But yes, we're very much looking forward to seeing everybody again. It's we've missed seeing people.
1: Well, good luck to you with the stucco today. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it's going to be an interesting day of, of, uh, of,
2: of building and cleanup.
3: Yes. (laughs) Good thing. I have my punch.
2: Real quick, I also want to mention that um, one way that people can contribute to the center, there are so many ways, but you've got that Every Step Counts campaign. We walked up the steps the other day, and we saw that every step is going to be named by a donor. How much are steps?
3: Steps are $2,000 each, and we still have a few steps left. Uh, We are retrofitting both of the stairwells to make them ADA compliant. Uh, So everything will be brand new and done when we reopen the building. So please, please put your name on the building and give me a call and I'll help you do that.
1: Um, Thank you so much, Deb.
3: Thank you. And have a great summer vacation.
2: Thank you. We're looking forward to it. Our podcast brought to you by Palm Springs Nissan. Choosing the right vehicle to buy can be very difficult, but choosing the right dealership is just as important. The experience you receive before, during, and after the sale makes all the difference, and that's why so many people choose Palm Springs Nissan for both sales and service, because they'll give you a truly exceptional experience every time you visit them. Maybe it's the free car washes with every service visit or complimentary coffee bar they offer. Free Wi Fi. Their award winning staff is always ready to serve you and answer any of your automotive needs. Palm Springs Nissan is a true leader in the car business. So when you're ready, And you want a great deal for either a new or used Nissan, or you need your Nissan serviced at a reasonable price, go to Palm Springs Nissan. Visit Palm Springs Nissan today in the Cathedral City Auto Center for the Coachella Valley's largest selection of new Nissans, including that Nissan Leaf. That's Palm Springs Nissan, a truly exceptional experience.
1: If you go to promohomo.tv, you will see the smiling face of the fabulous Nicholas Snow and we are lucky to have him on this I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Hi, Nicholas, how are you?
4: I'm fantastic, John and Brad, and thank you for having me and uh, congratulations on all your success. You know, you're getting a rare peek backstage um, as you can see, the oh. green screen is in the background and it's not in use. So your audience is getting a very rare look at what really exists in the room from which I broadcast, and they're also getting the scoop today because your audience will th- will hear things that my audience doesn't even know yet. Ooh, do oh tell. Well, first of all, a key point I want to make is the power of long-term friendship and collaboration, of which you two are in evidence. And I always get emotional. Um, I am an actor, but I'm not acting right now. I always get emotional when I think about those of us who are still here fighting the good fight, who've walked side by side for decades, and as many as, as, still as, as much as there's still challenges ahead of us, there's so much progress that we have made. And I know you two have known each other for decades. And I've been working with Brad for, I think, at least one decade, but have known him longer. Yeah. And another person that needs to be interjected into the conversation is Matt Scalarud uh, as well. Um, so I really just appreciate the fact that we're all collaborating and working and doing our best to make a difference. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's fun. It is. Yeah. You know, follow your bliss. So my exclusive
2: breaking we, we news. Had a lot of, you know, just Just a quick second. We've had a lot of fun over the years. But at the same time, all three of us have been witness to decades worth of changes in the LGBTQ community. Um, And I think that's part of what I really have come to appreciate and and notice is that, you know, Nicholas, you had uh, you were doing uh, uh, cable uh, uh, local access television in uh, West Hollywood in Los Angeles decades ago when it just was, you know, you were really putting yourself out there. And, uh, you know, John and I have been on, on both KG and here on the podcast for the last couple of years, and we've done things over the decades as well. And it's not to toot our own horns, but it's just to say that there's a journey and a progress that we've seen being made, and we continue to document that in what we do uh, on our podcasts, our broadcasts, et cetera. Sure,
4: and when you look at the collective body of work that we're doing, it's going to, you know, it's very powerful. My archive is destined to go to the One Archives at the USC Libraries. Oh, wow. Everything is all all in place for that to happen at some point. And it can start happening when I'm still alive. I don't have to wait until I'm gone. And I plan on being here a long time. I haven't had enough
1: coffee. What's the name of the the guy who's the the sex uh, uh, advice columnist?
2: Dan
3: Savage?
1: Yes, Dan Savage. Thank you very much. Um, Somebody had a a, like a screenshot of his Twitter response to the NFL player, Michael Sam, coming out and his his response was he was able to come out because so many people that could not hide their um, their gayness were were out there and have been out there for a long, long time. And I thought that that was an interesting take on it. It wasn't, it wasn't to poo poo Michael Sam and, you know, the courage to come out, especially in something so like, you know, macho dominated as, as football, but it took a lot of people before him to come out for that to happen.
4: Well, yes. And uh, yeah, I had the opportunity to appear to, be on the staff for the first ever national coming out day in 1988, which was a mm. co-founded by the experience and national gay rights advocates. It grew out of the war conference. And that first year it was featured on the Oprah Winfrey show, 25 million viewers. And, uh, we all benefit. We all stand on the shoulders of those who come before us. One of the things that really stands out to me recently about the recent, historic NFL coming out is that the the contrast between white privilege and the, uh, the, the barriers that exist for, um, black and Brown people in our lives. And, you know, Mm -hmm. um, uh michael michael sam's uh, coming out process was much more challenging it uh, doesn't mean everyone's coming out isn't challenged at uh, challenging and filled with the same authentic experiences but when you look at the greater context um uh i think michael sam had uh, a, a probably a more difficult time overall carl Nassib is the person i'm talking right about. carl Nassib. yeah yeah and And Dan
1: Savage's uh, uh, comment was, ballet dancers, hairdressers, and drag queens made it safe for football players to come out, not the other way around.
4: Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think
1: I think it's it's great that we have people like you that 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 really chronicle the, the journey. I mean, you are there with your cameras and your microphones and interviewing people, you know, for decades. And like, you know, that is going to be a record, uh, like you said, at the one archives. I think that's tremendous.
4: Well, they do good work and I'm honored to have collaborated with them. So uh, your audience is the first to know uh, about the first month of the second year of the expansion of Promo Homo TV into a full-fledged online broadcast network. Now, locally, people are most familiar with me being out at events doing a single-camera broadcast on Facebook Live doing long narrative storytelling and capturing those events. Then of course the pandemic happened and I was relegated to this room, which is a good thing because my production values in terms of delivering network television style quality, uh, has jumped dramatically and we're all the better for it. But what I discovered recently, and I I just want to scream and shout to the rooftops is that, um, I successfully combined the best of my studio with the live element at the Forever Maryland statue unveiling. So now with my phone, and yesterday I just upgraded to the the iPhone 12 Pro Max because it's in 5G. It's 5G, so that allows me to stream data more effectively and more broadly and more quickly. Uh, so at the Forever Maryland unveiling, I was able to broadcast live simultaneously to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I was able to roll in the opening and closing videos within my show. I was able to use on-screen graphics, and I was able to interact with my live viewers and put their remarks on screen all with my phone. The thing that was the thing that was wow. uh, less desirable was the fact that there were some audio issues. I don't need to tell you about audio issues when you go No, you live. don't, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. And uh, oh, so I've taken steps and I've gotten, uh, I've ordered two road wireless mics that will function with my iPhone So I can be wearing one and uh, I can have the other one mounted on a handheld device or my guests could be wearing it. So this is going to give me the opportunity to do what I most love and to be out and about and in places. So, Um, uh, I'm going to unofficially kick off the next season, the night of, uh, actually, the season kicks off with my regular studio program, June 30th at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday, and I'm going to be exploring uh, performance, protest, and politics, the art of Gilbert Baker, who invented the rainbow flag.
2: Oh, yes.
4: And we're going to be talking about this exhibit at the GLBT Historical uh, Society Museum in the Bay Area. So that's how I'm kicking mm-hmm. off the next season. But the following night, uh, July 1st at 7 p.m., I'm going to go live from Village Fest to celebrate uh, the opening, the, you know, the, sort of the broader opening, using all those bells and whistles, whistles I just described. And if either one of you are available to drop by uh, near the top of the hour, it would be fun to, to, uh, to feature you.
2: Oh, is John there? We lost John. So John's computer keeps crashing. So because I'm continuing to record, you and I are going to go ahead until he comes back because it's going to take him a little while. So okay. let's just talk about that um, because he can zoom in on you, just you. Okay. And what we'll do is you and I will wrap up the interview um, in a second. With, with So I'll do a slate and then we'll come back and, and wrap it up. and Okay. And, and I'm so, just going to do uh,
4: very quickly three more points and I'll, do, I'll be quick.
2: Yeah, that's fine. So I'll come. I'm going to ask a question about that and then we'll go. So, Nicholas, I'm going to be on vacation uh, July 1st, so I'm not going to make it down to Village Fest, but I'll see if I can't get John Taylor to join that night. And you've got some other things on the horizon as well as you kick off your new season, correct?
4: Yes, I have I have multiple series on uh, Promo Homo TV. So we're kicking off with the Nicholas Snow Show June 30th at 11 a.m. with Gilbert Baker and then... Uh, The night of July 1st, 7 p.m. at Village Fest is hot in Palm Springs. And on uh, uh, upcoming episodes in July, Higher Powered, which basically takes recovery out of the closet and looks at more uh, spiritual stories. We're going to look with my guest, David Wickman, on why sex work is spiritual work. Um, the following week in Hot in Palm Springs, we're gonna look at the grand reopening of the Purple Room. And uh, late in July, uh, the premiere of Notes from Hollywood, I have a rare interview with John Pascal, the celebrity photographer who's the co-owner of 849. He recently took my photos, so the bulk of that episode will be focusing on John and his work, but I'll do the big reveal of my new photos. And then on July 28th, I'll be celebrating in a very special episode my 10th year as a client of DAP Health. And in August, I premiere the new, the new season of my travel show, and I can actually start traveling, and that's called Outinerary. And it's all at TV. Oh, like wow.
2: Nicholas, it's a pleasure. You've got so many things going on. And, you know, you and I have talked about how you juggle all these various episodes and series that are going on. Yeah, I know, it really is. It's like keeping it all in the air. Um, but again, you know, you're doing the Lord's work, you're chronicling what's happening in the LGBTQ communities, uh, everything from very serious to the fun. Um, by the way, speaking of uh, of kind of the, the serious and the fun, what was your take on the, the Maryland uh, uh, kickoff on Sunday?
4: Well, I... Um... I would like to note that the most vocal protesters that day were not from Palm Springs. Uh, Hmm. That's an important note. Um, I did my best to cover both sides of the story in terms of the supporters of Forever Maryland and the detractors. I do understand some of the concerns uh, of the protesters, but I publicly support the statue. I think it's doing exactly what it needs to be um, doing as a piece of art and I'm thrilled with it. And one of the points that everybody is missing is that this was part of a broader series by Seward Johnson, the artist, and his full intent was to capture images that were very much in the collective consciousness to determine how the response to those images changes over time. And what Better example of seeing how response to images changes over time than the reaction now versus the reaction in 2014. And frankly, if they can have an automobile hanging in the air, dangling over a pond by the art museum, why can't they have Forever Maryland?
2: Well said. Uh, well put. Well, Nicholas Snow, thank you so much for joining us. The new season of Promohomo.tv and all the various shows that he'll be putting up. There it is, (laughs) Promohomo.tv. Nicholas Snow, we'll have you back once our series, once we restart. We're taking a little hiatus uh, in the month of July, but we'll have you back this fall.
4: I look forward to it, and congratulations. Thank you for all you do. And now... It is the ink stained
1: hands. Do you have ink on your hands? I just no, covered, so clean.
0: probably not right now, but give me an, an hour
1: or two. Nails, let me see your nails. Okay, beautiful. We have Jimmy Bogle, who is the editor, the publisher, the founder, and a great journalist in our community. The CVIndependent.com is where you go, and you can get that, uh, that newsletter that comes out now three times a week. It's or twice t- a week. It's on uh, Monday, Thursday. Welcome to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, Jimmy Bogle. It's an
2: honor as always. Love, lovely to be here. So, Jimmy, we've had um, a couple of things happen in our community over the last week. Um, We just were talking with Nicholas Snow about Maryland. I think we've probably spent enough time on that this week. (laughs) And I I think he would agree as well. Yeah, but you do have a brand new July issue of the Coachella Valley Independent, which is bouncing right now lithium valley is the uh cover story this month it's really it's a i've 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 not gotten all the way through it but you and i've talked about the story it's a fascinating read and it really gives us hope for what's going to happen with the salton sea
0: yes, absolutely. absolutely it turns out that who knew 40 percent of up to 40 percent of the future supply of lithium for the entire world is actually kind of in and under the Salton Sea. And with new technologies, that that can actually be extracted. And uh, Eduardo Garcia, the assemblyman for the area, he actually has compared, and he has heard others compare the potential of the area to Silicon Valley, which actually blew my mind that people are actually saying this, because there's hope that, you know, that, the mining of it's 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 a weird. It's not actually mining in the traditional sense. It actually has to do with brines and getting the ions out. Uh, but the mining of the lithium might lead industries that involve you know lithium ion batteries, like electric cars, and you know battery makers to come here. There's also the element that this might be able to provide some funding to actually fix the huge environmental problem that is the Salton Sea. So are they gonna take the lithium
1: and just ship it somewhere else and make batteries somewhere else? Or are they or are they gonna actually make lithium battery manufacturing plants here with that's like jobs
0: hope, and that, stuff? You know, that's actually the hope is that, you know, the, the state formed a commission to look into this. And, you know, the hope is that not only will they be mining it here, they will be building the infrastructure to make the batteries and everything like that. Because right now, you know, the u.s is basically taking all of the lithium that is that is mined here and sending it to china so the batteries can get made and then it comes back in phones and cars and everything like that and the you know the dream goal is that eventually there will be factories and and big business um, down in the you know eastern coachella valley actually making these things
1: and brad your car is is lithium batteries is that correct
2: it is right. The yeah. Nissan Leaf uh, yes. totally, totally lithium batteries. And we you know one of the things I'm impressed with. Um, eventually, in cars, they're starting to do this, do this. I think in China, is rather than charging the cars when you go to a charging station, the car, battery, the kind of the chassis lifts up, the batteries come out, fresh, recharged batteries go in, and you drive off, and then those batteries get recharged. I like that idea for technology. But there's so many things that are changing um, from a from from a you know a manufacturing standpoint, here I'm in Michigan, home of you know the automobile industry. Ford has the new F one hundred and fifty all electric. I've seen a couple of Mustangs around here, which are now all electric, and uh, they're making real investments and real strides in uh, getting off um uh, fossil fuel and michigan today announced that they that the consumers energy the big power company here they're going to uh, put to bed all of their coal-fired plants in the next uh, 10 years i think it is so you know the world's changing uh, dramatically and jimmy i'm glad you're able to chronicle a piece of this that is so important for our economy and so important for our
0: technological
2: advancements as we move forward
0: yeah and who knew what the salton sea could be you know The answer to a lot of serious questions, you know, even in terms of national security, having a good source of these, you know, very important batteries uh, here in the US that's actually a national security concern. So the federal government actually has their eyes on this project as well.
1: You know, I, I think of it as not uh, Silicon Valley. I think of it as a, as a new California gold rush. It's just lithium instead. So I say we should build brothels and saloons and in, in
0: the salt and sea, and should we be like buying land there? And I'm sensing some that John Taylor needs to spend some time on some business plans. Yeah. I'm sensing some funding coming for these lithium brothels that you're talking about) <laughs> A compelling business thing. The other thing that's in the new issue that I'm excited about is oh my gosh we actually have previews and coverage of events again which is amazing. Um, uh, it's not in an issue because of the timing of course but uh, we're going to be reviewing um, barring anything unforeseen our first live play in 16 months uh, Desert Rose playhouse let me get the name of the playwright uh has opened the miss firecracker contest and we'll be running a review of that yeah. uh in the in the issue we've actually got a preview of palm canyon theater is doing a production of you're a good man charlie brown uh we actually have an interview with dana goldberg the comedian that's headlining the show that our good friend shan car is putting together at hunters on july 8th we actually have events in-person events that we were covering and previewing and oh my gosh that's so exciting
1: yeah, uh, Divas on the Dance Floor are going to be uh, tonight, uh, Friday night, back uh, in operation. So it's it's nice to see people that we know and love who are in the, the arts are actually getting in front of audiences.
0: Yes, and a, and a place that Brad and I have spent a drunken Thursday or two. Uh, Bella just announced that Lipstick is going to be coming back to Copa on Thursday nights at some point in July. So. A lot of exciting stuff going on.
1: Of course, you have award-winning events, uh, arts, and entertainment coverage.
0: And yes, we do. The best in the state, some have said, as a
2: matter of fact. So we'll be looking for the Coachella Valley Independent on newsstands everywhere and on computer screens everywhere at cvindependent.com. And, Jimmy, thanks as always. We'll, uh, we'll pick things back up after our little hiatus in the month of July, and
0: we'll see you in the fall. Can't wait. Have a good time.
1: The Gay Desert Guide, Brad Fur is on top of everything that is happening in I Love Gay Palm Springs with the newsletter. He's got a a magnifying glass. That's nice. I love it. He is he is sussing out all of the cool things you can do in Gay Palm Springs and beyond with uh, the Gay Desert Guide. I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter. What you got in that email this week?
2: Yes, in the newsletter and also as a blog on our website, we've got uh, all the cool things happening. You know, June Pride Month around the world, but uh, in Palm Springs, we certainly know that while we celebrate Pride in June, our big thing is in November. But, you know, we're Pride adjacent this month. LA Pride has Pride is Universal at Universal Studios. That is uh, tonight, Friday, June 25th, as the podcast airs. And on Saturday, June 26th, Cinespia, which is one. One of the the most favorite things that I do is go to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, sit on the lawn, and watch movies being projected onto a crypt. It's one of the great yeah. things that uh, I love doing in Hollywood. And they're doing movie night under the star. It would be Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and I'm so oh. bummed that I will not be here. Um, Sonoma County, we had um, Gary Saperstein talking about Gay Wine Weeks and Weekends going on this summer. But they're doing a Rainbow City concert Saturday with Todrick Hall, Derek Berry as Britney Spears, and all kinds of other special performances. Coachella Valley's own Desert Winds Freedom Band is joining uh, 12 additional pride bands from across the country. They're going to sync up for a concert on Saturday at 4 p.m. called Loud and Proud a celebration of pride bands just it's fantastic it'll be on youtube and you can find out all the details at GayDesertGuide.com. well if you've been out and about in cathedral city this past week you know that uh, every night there's been a, a a little swell of people at a particular bar we started on monday at 111 bar i was there special. you were good Excellent. yes that's right you did your yeah Um, And it ends up this week, uh, Saturday, June 26th, simultaneous specials at all participating bars. There's a Cat City cocktail. It's $6 at every bar. And a dollar of that goes back to the Cathedral City Gay Business Association, helping to bring tourism to Cathedral City. It's nice to see trunks reopen now. Uh, I think all the bars have reopened in uh, Cathedral City. And so they're all participating in the CC gba open house tour of cathedral city lgbtq bars well short fest we've been a media sponsor of short fest and uh that goes through monday now on monday uh early in the morning uh, i think maybe late sunday night the best of the fest winners will be announced and those Uh, shorts will be available to be seen on Monday, June the 28th. The ShortFest website, the links to all the films, especially the LGBTQ track, are all at gaydesertguide.com. Jimmy talked about the Miss Firecracker Contest, which is a play that opens at Desert Rose Playhouse. It'll be running through Sunday July 4th and I've seen that it's been a, it's been a while but it is a fun play and it's nice to see live theater coming back we uh, mentioned Bella DeBall a little earlier. She's going to be doing Bingo with Bella at Myzel Senior Center. You know, Bella's one of those people that gives back so much to our community. A lot of the things she does, she's never compensated for. And uh, I really want to give a shout out to her. And, you know, she's been sidelined during the pandemic as well, uh, but they are doing it. They're going to be wearing face masks because it is the senior population. And uh, there's a limited number of seats available for that. You can get a hold of Myzel if you'd like to be a part of. B eleven. B
3: eleven.
2: Another woman with great legs beside Bella DeBall, who has fantastic long legs, um, was um, Tina Turner. Uh, there is a tribute to Tina called "Simply the Best." A tribute to the Queen of Rock that's happening on Saturday, June 26th, which means the show has reopened. Um, Queens of RuPaul's drag race all-star season six, that's starting to debut on Paramount. And we've got a special drag correspondent, my neighbor Dante, who's just a huge drag race fan. And he came to me and he said, could I write for you? I'm like, yes, if you know this and you've got a, a hankering for it, by all means. So he's been doing that. He did a, a review of Ross Matthews' Dragtastic Bubbly Brunch at V, and all of that you can find on our website, getdesertguide.com the Camelot Theater is uh, like the Steps Project at the LGBT Center. The Camelot Theater is selling the best seats in the house. And uh, you can buy a seat, I think it's about $200 or more, maybe, to buy a, a little note on a, a little uh, a plaque on a chair at the, uh, at the Camelot Theater, which helps them continue doing all the great work they do, like hosting things like Short Fest. We are coming to the end of the month of June. This is our last podcast for a while, because next Thursday, Friday will be July. Um, And a reminder that the 15th Annual LGBTQ Community Survey is taking place. You know, it asks a lot of questions. Some of them people have said, you know, that seems a little personal or, you know, are they selling our data to to big corporations and companies? And no, that's not the case. This is all used to um, help further um the the lgbt community causes around the country yes there are some specific items about you know um are you planning to travel are you trying uh, planning to purchase a car etc but all that gets used to help um, convince advertisers and brands that reaching out to the lgbtq community is important which supports media properties like ours and the standard ps rage magazine Bay Area reporter, and so many others around the country that um, need to continue to get ad revenue in order to stay in business. Um, many other things. We've got everything happening at the LGBT Community Center. We always put that into our newsletter each week. And I'd like to give a huge shout out to a new partner of ours, the Cole Hotel. The Cole, uh, their story begins like so many Palm Springs hotels. It was built in the 50s for uh, Angelinos flocking to the playground of the stars. And while its restoration is inspired by its origins, the Cole now combines mid-century design with modern amenities regional cuisine influenced by day trips to the valley, and a uh, state of mind that comes only after hours spent poolside. And they are best biscuits in Palm Springs, according to so many people, and uh, many of those people on Yelp and Instagram. I've had them too, they're quite good. The Cole Hotel, go there for Sunday brunch, and uh, stay if you'd like to stay overnight because you've gotten too full from eating too many biscuits, there's a room waiting for you. How's that?
1: Well, you know, I think that uh, describes us. We're mid-century design with modern amenities.
2: (laughs) Hey, finally, our hot deal this week is from Bearware. That's the boutique store nestled in the heart of Arenas Road, right next to Black Book. And uh, you can get a $20 gift card to Bearware for just $12.50. And they've got a sale rack that I've got to tell you is to die for just as you come in the store. So buy a gift card on GayDesertGuide.com go down and you can uh, save even more money at bearware hot hot deals also from thai smile desert mischief destination psp Palm Springs Fine Men's Salon, Monster Shakes, Dickie's Barbecue, Johannes, 849, and the Mary Pickford Theaters, all places where you can get discounts at gaydeserguide.com. And from my uh, perch here in rural Michigan, that is all I know and all the news that's fit to print this week on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. John?
1: Give your mom a, a hug, and actually, your dad is a hugger now. Um, give him one too and have a a wonderful time with your your little dog too
2: oh by the way my radio roots run deep this is me at three years old at my grandmother's house with my first turntable playing records (laughs) a victrola did you have to wind it up no it was not a victrola we actually drove by, we actually walked by the house that I grew up in, and I have to tell you, there was a branch that I used to be able to jump up, grab on, pull my legs up, and then, you know, like climb the tree. That branch is now 35 feet in the air. That's how much that tree has grown, which says there's a lot of rings. That yes, have, uh, there are a lot yeah. of
1: rings on the old... Yeah. The old Redwood.
2: I'll meet you. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, have a wonderful uh, break. We'll uh, see you uh, in a month. And thank you so much for uh, watching and or listening to I Love Gay Palm Springs.
0: For info on this week's topics, go to GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week, you'll get the Gay Desert Guide This Week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor and Brad Furr. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts.